Welcome back to another girl chat in the We Suite. By now, if you have tuned in once or twice, you know that I enjoy inviting my closest friends to chat. What would a woman's empowerment chat be without your strongest supporters, right? Today, we are welcoming one of my best girlfriends. I probably met her in 07 or 08. At that time, on a double date, (laughs) we left them and kept each other. No hard feelings, though. So let me tell you a little about someone I know so much about. I don't have the time to do a tell-all, nor could I, because it would probably be classified. Anyway, Janae is so gentle, so sweet. She is determined and one of the most compassionate individuals you will ever encounter. She extends her help to anyone. She is patient and just an all-around loving person. She is my sister, and I love her dearly. To share a bit about her, Janae has a master's in management with a project management focus. She is a dedicated and experienced branch manager at a credit union in McCullough, Alabama. She enjoys what she does because it offers her the chance to make a difference in people's lives professionally. She continues to strive for her own personal goals in the banking and mortgage industry. So without holding off any longer, I'd like to welcome Nay to the We Suite also known affectionately as my best girlfriend. Hey, Nay. Hey, Keys. How you doing, girl? I'm doing good. I am beaming. Uh, So you know I'm so excited. I am bubbling over like a little girl. I'm so happy. I knew it took a little bit of convincing, but I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) I was definitely nervous. (laughs) No, 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 girl. We're going to have a good time. Um, we're going to kick it off with you just telling uh, our listeners a little bit about you and um, basically just kind of how you got started in finance. What is your story behind your career path? <clears throat> Excuse me. I ultimately want our ladies to hear your story, especially because as a friend, personally, I know where we both started off in our career mm-hmm. and um just kind of how life experiences can truly shape where we are today. Uh, I think it's important for women to know um, just that our lives and our stories can change and that they will change and change again and again. So will you just kick it off by telling us how you got started? So I got started, I was living in Troy after I graduated and I didn't move until like December of 2013 and so I started working at my local credit union here in Alabama and I was part-time and I was like well you know this is probably something I'm not gonna keep forever because when you're part-time you know you don't have any health insurance you can only work so many hours and everything like that so I was just like well you know this is just something to do right now and while I was working part-time because the part-time really wasn't you know, enough to cover any household bills and stuff like that. Like I did take up part-time working a front desk at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And cause I was just like, you know, I need to find something that I can work one job instead of two jobs. Cause working two jobs is so hard and God bless anybody that has to do it. I understand and feel your pain cause it's not the easiest. Um, yeah. But um, at my local credit union, I would, was going to um, leave to go get a full-time job, but they were like, no, we have a full-time position open. We really want to keep you. You're doing great. And so I just stayed at our, at that credit union and I've moved to full-time. And 
one thing I want to say is like, I'm one of those people that will travel and drive wherever I got to do, do if I'm committed to that company. So it was like, I was working in Homewood branch part-time, but then I had to move to the Alabaster branch. Granted, I live in the central heart of Birmingham. So I was kind of centrally located to all the other branches, mm-hmm. but I um, went, took the full-time position at Alabaster and I did that for two years and I loved it, but um, I definitely wanted to keep improving because I didn't go to college and get a degree just to say, like, I always wanted to push myself and go higher and higher and higher as I can. And mm-hmm. so when I got to Alabaster, I worked there for two years and then a system branch manager position came open. And with that position, like, I was like, oh, you know, I really wanted it, but I wasn't sure if they would let me do it because I've had had previous experience with lending before I came to ECO. And so I really liked it. And so when I went to um, apply for it, they gave it to me. Like, they had faith in me to do what I need to do at the assistant branch. So that moved me to Clay, Alabama. So I was assistant branch manager in Clay, Alabama for two years. Mm-hmm. And that was fun and everything like that. But I felt like I was pretty much like running the branch at that point. Like, I, you know, whenever you get to a point in a position where you're like, okay, I know everything. Mm-hmm. And you're still under somebody, you know what I'm saying? And so like, at that point, like after maybe a year and a half, I was like, I learned everything. And I mean, being a system manager is fun and everything like that. But when you feel in, like when you get to that place in your life where you feel like, okay, I'm ready to be a manager. Like, I don't want to be a system manager no more I because you want to do things a certain way, but you can't do those things because that's not your branch and that's not your you know company. That's not your role. Mm-hmm. so I was kind of really tired of the micromanaging and everything and so then it, a crazy shift within my company came up where four people were moving into different branches because four people were retiring all within a month which was crazy but I loved it mm-hmm. and um so then I got to go to the McCullough branch where I got to spread my wings and grow because even though like me as assistant manager I was like okay I know everything I can do everything like my boss trusts me you know and everything like that when you become your own boss that's scary (laughs) especially when you think you know everything you're Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. have I really am I really ready for this like I thought I was prepared for it Mm -hmm. and everything like that but it ended up working yeah. out really good. So I really liked it. And I'm yeah. still there. I've been there for three years now. So I'm super excited. But I've been with the credit union for nine years as of March this year. So oh, congrats. Is, thank you. I'll be 10 years next March. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Yay, congrats. <laughs> I do, I do want to like take a moment to kind of like hit on a couple of things. Because you talked about some things that 
are very real for people and and I want them to hear this, you know, so you talked about moving, you talked about working two jobs, working part-time, having to, you know, figure out paying bills in that season and and starting at at part-time and just the move from one city to the next. And then once you move from one city to the next, also moving more to from one branch to the next, not knowing what that climate was going to be, not knowing what that environment was going to be like. Um, so with that, I just wanted to ask, like, you know, as far as like, you know, considering just the ladies who are listening, how does it feel to move in a season of uncertainty? Like what, what helped you take those leaps of faith? Because some people will let that hold them back. Some people won't take those moves. So what do you feel like helped you do it? I think the biggest thing that helped me do it was my determination to want to grow within that company. Mm-hmm. and learn as much as I can learn I will tell you and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this but every city even though there is, is you got Birmingham but then you got Alabaster then you got Greystone then you got Chelsea then you, you know every city is different it is mm-hmm. a huge culture shock in some cities I will say um mm-hmm. some places that I'm not going to name the city I'm sure everybody might know but there are like you know some cities that it was a little step back because it was like okay being an african-american woman in this city like people kind of look down upon you in a certain way or you Mm -hmm. i've had certain things said to me that was like wow like did they really just say that to me but that's how that area is Mm -hmm. so it it is like at the same time a climate change but it's a culture shock at the same time being from Homewood to Alabaster to Clay, um, I, you know, all of those were great, but it you have it makes you have to change a little bit of like mm-hmm. your your mind frame. You have to change it a little bit and not be so ready to attack people sometimes mm-hmm. because of the things they say. Because sometimes people just don't know no better, and I think mm-hmm. that too, like moving wise, mm-hmm. it really made me under like see how strong I've gotten because you know growing up in college and stuff like we'd be like hold up you're not gonna talk to us like that like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying like yeah I'm just here trying to make a paycheck but at the end of the day you know when you college you're like my daddy got me like I ain't gotta work this job <laughs> he ain't gotta talk to me like this you know yeah I do know I very much so know <laughs> but you get to a space you know as you grow professionally you get to a space where you have to really kind of weigh the pros and cons of your actions um and every everything that you see you hear um that people do that you may do you realize that one decision that you make can change the trajectory of what happens next and before you make it to become that branch manager or for any other lady manager in any industry before you get to those levels to kind of create the impact of change that you want to see happen, you got to learn how to stand your ground, defend yourself professionally speaking, um, uh, and not, you know, go off on people, but also know that there's, I kind of hate to say it like this, but there's levels to it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Certain things you can put in motion, but you really can't change until you're seated at a table to do so and the only way to get seated at that table is to know how to navigate um conflict and just difficult conversations and 
you know, different, different things that can happen when people come up to me, approach you and say certain things. So I'm glad that you talked about that and that you focus, stay focused on your determination and your will to grow. Um, and it's, and, you know, it sounds like even when approached with those, you know, hard, um, climate shifts that you were able to stay focused on your personal growth and not allow that to derail you from your path. So like big, big ups to you. Shout out to you for that name. Um, this is why I love you because you know how to stay grounded. I mean, I, I can't talk about certain things because I have as your friend, I have seen, (laughs) but those those are in our, our younger years so we're gonna right. we're gonna leave we're gonna leave that there leave it there uh, <laughs> we're gonna leave that there um because we both know that you got stories on me too uh, <laughs> so something else that I want to hit on um is that you talked about you know it being scary when you became your own boss and um just kind of like the transition of feeling qualified and will they accept you um so I know a lot of people have like imposter syndrome when it's time for them to kind of transition and move up to another position, uh, take on different roles or, you know, as a, as a manager be, or a leader, be responsible for people. So at what point for you, and I don't know if it was a moment, I don't know if it was something that happened. I don't know if it was something that came to you overnight, but at what moment do you feel like it kicked in where you were like, I'm ready for this. I can do this. Like what, at what moment did you go from fear and being afraid to stepping into your purpose and knowing like, no, I got this. I feel like it was my first month because every time you move to a higher position, there's growing pains, even though you don't feel like you have them, but you do, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so and you have to be okay with making mistakes. That is like my biggest pet peeve. I hate it to make mistakes. Like I hate it to mistake on something. But being a manager, you're going to make mistakes, especially when you move into a new position. It's going to happen, and that's something that had to that I've had. I had to grow and understand with being a branch manager and even assistant manager. Like there's times when I've had to call people and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I know I approve you for this, but unfortunately, this is just something we cannot do. And you hate to make those mistakes, but it's okay. Because anytime you make a mistake, it's okay as long as you learn from it and Mm -hmm. then you move on. You know what I'm saying? You know not to do it the next time. Yeah. And so that first month, it was like, um, I kind of struggled on mortgages. And so it was like a lot, you know, that's high money. So it's just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like struggling on mortgages. But I had this one couple that I did a mortgage for my very first time from scratch. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've done them from scratch before, but I always had like somebody there to like, if I had a question or whatever. But whenever I did not have those questions, there were so many errors that I made on that mortgage for my first time. Mm-hmm. And I was so upset. I was just like, oh my gosh, you know. And mm-hmm. so... At that moment, like, they were like, it's okay. Like, we understand you're, you just got here. Like, we're, you are doing great. You have answered every question. There might have been an error here or there, but we will always recommend you because you have definitely helped us throughout this whole process. And you are probably, honestly, for you being new as a branch manager, you've probably been more helpful than any other place we went to. I think at that moment, I was like, okay, like, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like... 
I love that. I love that. And I will tell you why I love that. I love that because in our hardest seasons and moments of going through change, when we don't feel qualified or capable, things like that happen where God reassures you that he's with you, number one. And number two, that he called you to be in that position. And so I just feel like he sends those reminders that you are not perfect. Um, You know, we as a people are imperfect, but God is our strength and he is without mistake. So I just love that because it really shows that at the end of the day, um, God will be right there by your side, supporting you always, um, even when you don't feel good enough. So I love that. I love that. Oh my wow. gosh. You know, I still I, love that couple to this day. Like they just came to me to redo their house. And I was yeah. like, okay, see, so they were telling, I, they were telling the truth. Like yeah. they really do like me. <laughs> and they honestly probably appreciated your humility. Cause there's probably a lot of people in the industry that could have like made it out to be that it was somebody else's fault because they didn't want right. to be embarrassed. But through your humility, you know, they appreciated it. And, and and when we when we do have that kind of humility and transparency, it does make people trust us more. Like, hey, I did mess that up. But, you know, I could talk for days about that. But I'm, I'm going to keep us going because, you know, I get emo real quick. So <laughs> I'll pull it together. Um, so, OK, I have another question for you. Um and it's a, you know, a, a quick one, a brief one, but what do you feel women in particular need to know about financial literacy and having a financial plan or financial goals? And, and I asked it that way because a lot of times in our society, we leave it up to the guys to kind of be the ones um, to take care of that area of life for us. But a lot of times, you know, there might be women who don't have a, a guy, like a father figure or uncle, a brother or a husband. So if a woman is really out there trying to do it on her own, like what, what tips would you share with her about financial literacy and have, and like th- just the need to have a financial plan or financial goals? Okay. So number one, like your credit score is like 100% important Mm -hmm. because especially if you are a woman that does not have somebody out there to help you um you always want to make sure that your credit is in good standing um even if you like I always say open a credit card um like in a small amount it doesn't have to be major because even with my local credit union you can have a credit card for a minimum of three hundred dollars and so this is just something to help build your credit and the main thing with like credit cards you always want to make sure whatever you're using on a credit card you have it in your checking account and I always say just put that into your savings if you do use it and then just pay it every month so then it's not or like you know you can show that you can handle three hundred dollars and then you know, if you need to get more money, you can handle that because you always want to make sure your credit card when you make a payment is at halfway. You never want to max them out because when you max them out, they start hurting your credit instead of helping your credit. And so I even, um, my younger brother right now, I'm helping him with credit card understanding and stuff like that. So that's the number one thing is just always making sure like your credit score, your credit report is in good standing. Um mm-hmm. 
another thing is a savings account is major, especially um, like if you're with so like someone or if you're single, you always want to have an emergency fund account. And everyone always says like a minimum of a thousand dollars, and that's fine. Like if you were to total your car and you had to pay a thousand dollars deductible, you already have that money saved up. Or if something major came up in your home that you need to get fixed and it was just a thousand dollars, like you already have that money instead of having to go out and get a loan for it or something like that. I've always heard, um, even growing up from my parents, but even at my credit union, you want to have six months of bills saved up for whatever might happen in the world. Like if you were to lose your job, you, that you have six months of rent saved up, six months of utilities. However, that's like a main thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I will offer as well is um, with saving, you have your you have your credit score, then you have your savings account, and just be very cautious of your credit, um, your score as well. That's another thing because. There is on the rise like credit fraud and stuff like that. I've seen it and it's definitely something hard to get out of. So I would recommend Credit Karma. I use that a lot. I've been using it for years and the credit score is not accurate. I will go ahead and tell you because even my score when it shows it on there isn't accurate, but it does report accurate information if that makes sense. Like It'll show you how long your loans have been on there. It'll show you how long your loan history. It'll show you your payments. It'll show you, um, it'll give you like different references if you want to open a credit card. And then it'll also show you um, your payment history or if you have collections on your credit. And if you have collections, then it'll show you the collections agency and the phone number you can call. All that stuff is very helpful, and it's free. It's, you don't have to pay for it, and it's free, and that's something that's very helpful. So if you don't want to pay someone to pull your – and another thing is, like, do not pay somebody to pull your credit score every month because it'll hurt your score. You really like for your credit just to sit there without it having to be pulled, if that makes sense. So then you don't – your score isn't dropping because as many times as your credit's getting pulled, your score continues to drop instead of grow. So that's another mm-hmm. option um, with credit reports as well. And then if you don't want to lend any money, but if you want to build your, your um, score or if you just want to learn how to start doing financing, even at a young age, because in Alabama, you can lend money at the age of 19. So – we offer like where you can do like a shared secure loan where you put the money as up as collateral and you pay yourself back that additional money. And then I've also heard of under banks and stuff like that, doing a shared secure credit card. Those two options are great ways to help build your credit as well. But the main thing is just with um, say, like savings, credit scores, and like whatever you want whatever you want to do I always say instead of getting a loan for it like if it's not an emergency like try to save for it because the best way to learn how to handle money correctly is when you are when you train yourself to save for something instead of going out to buying it because then you're like okay because then I think 
too will kick in like if it's not something that's like a big necessity like do I really want to use all this money that I save up for this or do I want to just keep it in my savings account you know yeah yeah I I think all of those are great and you know you and I talk about these things often but um out of all the things we talk about I'm so glad those are the ones because y'all I didn't know what she was going to talk about I really did (laughs) um so I'm so glad that you hit on those um you know, we talk often about um, a lot of these things, credit score, credit karma, savings account, you know, saving, you know, in case you ha- have a, you know, household like change for six months at a time. These are things we talk about. But one that I really liked and I wrote it down as a catchphrase was train to save, not spend. You know, a lot of people, especially in the African-American community. Um, don't have these types of conversations up front Um, and you know it's just not something that we made a practice of I mean I know growing up you know I was taught you know um, you know tithing at church and what I should tithe my 10% whatever whatever Um, and taught you know from allowances or whatever that my parents would give to you know put back this much you know pay myself first but as far as like the heavier conversations about your credit score and about credit cards about loans interest rates you know even going off to college and knowing like what's a good interest rate you know if you have to borrow loans like these were those type of conversations. Those are things that I really did not understand until I was like out in the world on my own, truly. Um, right. You know, right. I mean, I, I heard like, you know, I, I, I got fear put in me about credit cards, but it, it was never like a sit down conversation explaining things. So I am so happy that, that you hit on those. I am. Yeah, it's very important for sure. I'm glad you hit on those. Well, we have like just two more that I, I'm going to ask you about to see if you can shed light for us on those. Okay. And so, you know, today we have a lot of new trends and ways of sharing money, right? We have PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, Afterpay, Advanced Paycheck, <laughs> uh, <laughs> credit cards, and so so many other digital developments. Um, we got the Tap to Pay now, Apple Pay, all these things. Um, and you hit on this a little bit, but if there, is there anything else that you could tell women to do to manage their funds in, in a digital climate? Um, anything new you for, and also anything new you foresee, uh, that could affect how we manage money today? Like, I don't, I don't know for real what I see coming, but you know, we did away years ago with like kind of taking a check to a grocery store which although although some people still do that but then we came out with credit cards and now we have all this you know digital ways these digital ways of sharing money um so what do you think women should know about that you know I don't know if it's like secure or, or I don't know you just tell me what you think well I will tell you like my three that I do use is PayPal Venmo Cash out, cash out's not my favorite, and I will tell you why. So, I working at a financial institution, I've had members get fraud from cash out. I myself have done something on accident on cash out, but luckily, it wasn't major, but it was major to me because it wasn't my money, and I felt bad about it. Mm-hmm. The one thing about cash out that I've noticed is that 
if you have fraud, like if you accidentally send somebody the wrong money, you're not getting that money back. Like that money's gone. <laughs> right. Who's going to send that back? If you send no. somebody 5000 I don't think they're sending it back. <laughs> no. And it's so weird how that company operates. I feel like they need to do more on the like administrative side because like they tell you, you got to request it back from the person and report it, but it's nothing's done. Like you can't get your money back and um, it's just mind bottling to me. And so, cause you have a phone number that you call and nobody really ever answers. Um, Oh, but our girl, mess- see, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I really am not a fan of Cash App. Like, my hairstylist likes it. And bless my father. But, you know, he's a little older. So he's like, hey, I'm going to send you somebody. Cash App somebody. That's how I end up sending it to the wrong person. My bad. But sorry, Dad. <laughs> but it's just like, I really steer away from Cash App, but I know a lot of the younger generation loves Cash App. I get it. I really do. I get it. It's instant. It's in there. You can transfer it back and forth from your checking account, stuff like that. Like, I get it, but I'm more of a Venmo person. I think it's just because it's just so much. I think it's more user-friendly for me. It has... Like, I don't see really any, I haven't had any, like, fraud situation. I really haven't had any members have any fraud encounters with Venmo, honestly, since it's come out. I use Venmo a lot with, like, friends, coworkers, my brother. Yeah. And I really like it. And it's instant, like, and I know Cash App is too, but Venmo is just, like, instant. It might take a fee or something out, but I really like it, and it's very helpful, um, if you're trying to send somebody yeah. some money real quick or whatever to have it in their account. So I yeah. do like that. Or I to will, put money in your account. Sorry. Yeah, I will say that I use Venmo, PayPal, and Zelle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Zelle's attached to, you know, your bank accounts a lot of times. Now, um, what I will say about Cash App is that I only use it when other people ask me to if they have no other means to do it. And right. a lot of times I have to let people know and you know how I can be, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you know, I got a whole bunch of rules. And so um, I'll be honest, like, I'm not sending large bills to cash. <laughs> so, honestly, um, I, I kind of feel bad to say this because it's a little embarrassing. But I'll be honest, you know, um. I'll send you ten dollars. I'll send you fifteen. But you know, you asked me for more than this. <laughs> what's what's the other way? I, what's the other way? Because it's not going to be that way. <laughs> so, yes. um, I like that you. Um, I like that you talked about kind of the safety on those. Um, and I had a couple other things just about like just what we might see coming in the future. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what could come after like tapping the pay and all of that do you have any ideas about that if not it's cool but I just wanted to ask you well like I mean what like mind-boggling me is like you can go to I haven't used this option yet which I thought was pretty interesting but lord everybody I know I talk about saving anything but I like to shop all of us women do so Mm -hmm. but like after pay Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can actually go into the store and pay it through your afterpay app and I'm like 
and go ahead and set up your payment plan and everything like I would do it where I would set it up and then go get it but you can literally go shopping in store set up your afterpay payment plan right there in store and then walk out with the product I was like that's crazy that's something new that I've, I've never tried that when it makes me nervous I'm like mm, I don't want to go in the store and be shopping knowing I ain't got the money to pay for it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you know what I'm saying because what I if mean, it don't work so yes was- but it leads me into my next question so I'm going to ask you this what other tips would you like to add about our relationships with money as women? How can we empower one another and not shame one another? For where we are on our journey with financial um, health, um, how can we have healthier conversations instead of uh, leaning towards like social media type, keeping up with the, and we're not going to say who, but keeping up with somebody else's lifestyle. Um, so basically, for instance, how can we keep it real and invite supportive talks around finance? This conversation that uh, me and they are having, you're getting the real version of who we are. So I don't mean to laugh. I want to figure out how do we embrace each other and support each other when um, we're talking about money. I think the biggest thing is that everybody has to realize like nobody's better than the other. Oh, like, yeah. You know, because I think that's something that we all have to realize, like, you know, the phrase, like, keeping up with the Joneses and stuff like that. Like, somebody might have nice things, but you don't know what they're struggling with to get those nice things. Or Speak on that. You know, because, like, I could have one friend that literally has it all. But there could be something underlining going with having it all. You know what I'm saying? So, and then you have one friend that's literally like CEO executive and it's easy for them to want to splurge on themselves or even somebody that is making six figures, but literally you would not know that this person is making six figures because they're so humble. You know, and I think the Mm -hmm. thing is, we should never shame anybody for what they have or what they want or what they desire. I think, you know, finances, a lot of people don't like to talk about it. I have, you know, me, you talk about it all the time. Because mm-hmm. me, you're not shame to be like, girl, we struggling over here. You know, whatever. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know I'm going to tell it. <laughs> right. Like, like look, man. <laughs> and I'm one, like, I'm not going to tell you I ain't struggling because it ain't easy, like, you know, there have been times where it's been really hard like very hard and it's like and you shouldn't be embarrassed to talk about it you know because there are other people that are probably going through the same situation you are but they're so embarrassed and sad to talk about it but it really helps us as women just to talk to each other about finances like don't be scared to tell somebody like girl I can't do this because I don't have the money and my bills got to be paid like or how are you able to save up for that? Or, you know, do you have any tips for saving? Or how do you, how are you able to, how are you able to purchase a car at this age? Or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, I don't think nobody should ever be ashamed to talk about what they have or what they don't have. Because Mm -hmm. nobody will ever know how to do things if we don't talk about it. I mean, we work at celebrities all the time. You know, we look at all what they have and everything like that. 
and it looks easy for them to get it, but I guarantee you they got a story on how they got it as well. It probably was not as easy as they make it look, you know? So, I think uh, finances shouldn't be as nerve-wracking for people to talk about like it is today, so. Yeah, I mean, I like what you said about, you know, really talking about it because, um a lot of times that's 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 what we talked about earlier a lot of times people just don't know people didn't grow up in homes where you really sat down and talked um about how to handle money I mean maybe Mm -hmm. you got taught how to tithe maybe you got taught how to save a little bit out of your allowance but once you get ready to become that young adult enter in the world like did someone talk, talk to you about investing did someone talk to you about you know the right and wrong ways to handle money the right places to put your money or you know loans or even student loans the difference between you know, going and getting a private loan, you know, all, all these things like, and that's a whole nother conversation as far as education goes. But I just think it's so important to have healthy conversations and not say like, oh my God, you had to take out loans. Like, no, don't do that to a person. Sit right. down and say, hey, if this is the route you, that is best for you to take in this season of your life, let's talk about maybe like the best options in that arena. Like, I, I think right. we have to be more supportive instead of saying, well, I don't have this or I don't, like, I don't have debt or I don't have you know loans like instead of doing that to people how do we as women uplift each other wherever they are in their season and support them in that um and help them just kind of get on a on a track to be you know healthy in financial management so I I really appreciate you uh doing this with me Nay I I do I'm so grateful that we got to sit down and talk like this you know I could talk to you for hours um (laughs) but we're gonna get ready to wrap this up so in saying that um and all those things that we just talked about where can our listeners follow you or seek you for financial advisement especially those in the Birmingham area I do have a LinkedIn page it's under my name it's Janae Washington so if you have any questions under there um as well as Facebook and Instagram is under Janae Washington. So if anybody has any questions, please don't be ashamed to ask me. Um, I wish I would have learned a lot of the things that I've learned working at a credit union. So if you have any questions, big or small, no question is stupid. I do not mind helping you or trying to find a source that can help you um, better understand whatever question you do have. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Well, I'm going to wrap us up with some tips uh, from Janae to leave you ladies with. You know that I always like for you guys to know where you can find um, the special lady that comes in and talks to us every single time. So you just heard that from Janae. And then I love to leave you with a few tips, kind of takeaways for you to walk away from this session with. So the first is determination to grow and learn can motivate us in making our moves. Don't be afraid of taking that next leap of faith. Allow the determination inside of you to help you press on. And then the next, growing pains is a part of the process. Like just be okay with making the mistakes as a leader. Next, learn from situations. Don't sit there in it. Don't wallow. Move on. Move forward. Um, Learn what you needed to learn and keep it moving. Empower healthy financial conversations. No one is better than the other. We just talked about that. Talking uh, helps others navigate. So be open to talking about financial health, not 
shaming, but financial health. Uh, and then the last one, which is my new favorite little tagline, y'all, is train to save not to spend and it doesn't mean we cannot spend but it means that we have to learn how to train our minds to save first and then spend so anyway um i'm so happy that we did this may and i appreciate all the tips that you have given the ladies today it has been a wealth of knowledge so in closing us on out i would like to thank you for joining us in the suite don't forget to follow the we sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and at me on insta at dr dakis l it's in the podcast bio see you soon